If you're a marketer in the building materials industry, you are being asked to do more with less, deliver more results with less time, less resources, and less budget. This is a chronic issue across the industry, and it's a problem that we want to talk about today. And one of the best ways to solve and combat this problem is marketing automation. What we're going to do in this episode is dive into and give an introduction of what marketing automation is and how it can help you grow leads and sales. On top of that, we've also got a webinar coming up on March 27th. If you go to venvio.com slash webinar, that's going to dive even deeper into specific campaigns that we see that are working and how you can actually use market animation to grow your leads and sales in a way that scales effectively regardless of your company size. So with that, let's jump into the podcast. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, everybody. Welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing. I'm Zach Williams, alongside my awesome co-host, Beth Popnikoloff. Hey, Beth, how are you doing? Hey, I'm great. I'm excited to talk about marketing automation today. It's one of my absolute favorite subjects, something we spend a lot of time talking about in Venvio. So I'm excited. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm fresh off vacation with my family. It's cold in Virginia. And we ended up going to Florida this past week. And it makes you wonder, like, why doesn't everybody live in Florida? And then you go to Florida in the summer. And you go, oh, that's why you don't live in Florida year round, right? (laughs) And I can say it because you're from Florida, right? I am from Florida. And I don't know why everybody doesn't live in Florida. I'll take Florida in August over Virginia in February any day. <laughs> Just, that being said, I haven't lived in Florida in like 20 years, but I miss it. I treat every winter like my first winter. I'm not made for it. You know, Beth, just jumping right into the episode, you know, the thing that we see that there's a real problem with marketing today. And there's a real problem that a lot of manufacturers, and frankly, this is across the board, even outside of building materials that they deal with and they struggle with. It's that there's an oversaturation of communication in everyday person's life. The average person gets over 300 to 700 messages a day is the last data point I saw. And if you think about that, like if you're a manufacturer trying to get in and get noticed, like that's a huge hurdle to overcome. This is exactly why marketing automation is needed. I mean, that's, that's a big problem, right? Like that's the biggest thing. Yeah. I think, how do you stand out in that type of a sea when we still know that email is really still the best way to get in front of your audience? And I think when you couple the saturation of our inboxes, which my inbox will attest to that data point, I'm sure yours does too, maybe even more so, not maybe, definitely. And then what we talked about in the beginning of the year, which is the increased expectation for personalization So not only is my inbox completely flooded, but now if you haven't sent me a personalized message that speaks very specifically to where I am in my project or a specific product that I need or pain point I'm trying to solve, you're definitely getting put in the trash bin. Or you're just floating to the bottom of a sea of emails, right? And so that's what we want to talk about today is how do you actually get started with automation if you haven't gotten started? And what are the steps to improve any kind of market animation that you currently have in place. There's always room to improve. There's always room to grow. And on top of that, new technology and new tools and new features are coming out constantly. And so we want to dive into the specifics of what automation is, 
How does it work? What you need to get started? And then a few example campaigns that we've seen work that frankly should work for any single building materials company out there. So with that, let's jump in. In its most simple terms, marketing automation allows you to send the right message to the right people at the right time. For the purposes of today's podcast, we're going to primarily focus on messages that revolve around email. We've all seen email automation come through that feels spammy, that feels forced, that's not done well, and that's the opposite (laughs) of what we want to help you accomplish. If you do it the right way, it can feel very authentic, very organic, and feel very tailored on the receiving end of your audience. And so I think, again, it's at its crux, it's the right message to the right people at the right time. When marketing automation is done well, this is the stuff that makes your potential customers feel like these guys know what they're doing. Just as your salesperson, you want your like an actual living salesperson to be very well educated about your product category, your specific products, and the people that they're calling on. You want your emails to act the same. You wouldn't expect a salesperson to have a very generic conversation with a lead. You know that those generic conversations aren't necessarily going to lead to a closed sale because you're not telling that person, hey, I get you. You can trust us. We know what you're struggling with. Your emails need to be that tailored as well. And marketing automation is what allows you to do that. Because what the concept here is that your emails are going to change based on what people are doing on your website and in the emails that you've sent previously. So your emails should reflect as an example, and we'll talk a little bit more about specific campaigns here shortly, but your emails should reflect, for example, if someone's requested a sample, the specific products that they've requested. That's a very simple way to start delivering more tailored messaging, moving out from your huge product category offering into the very specific products that they've already said, hey, I have interest in these. That's exactly right. Like Beth, we launched a website recently. And when you get into the website, a website actually asks you, are you you residentially focused or are you commercially focused? Like in that type of information gets tagged and stored within marketing automation so that our messaging within emails reference are they in commercial or residential? Or in certain cases, maybe the individual is a, a pro, a contractor, or a homeowner, or maybe they're an architect. That type of information needs to be fed into your messaging. And the reason being, and I know we've touched on this in previous podcasts, but the greater the level of personalization, the greater the response the more I'm going to listen to you. And so when we talk about marketing automation being the right message to the right people at the right time, it's important to note that your audience has a problem and it's your responsibility to help them solve that problem and position your product as a solution in the process. You know, it's not just about what you do send. It's about what you don't send. You might remember from a conversation we had with Doug Jennings, he is one of the leads for gathering customer data with Lowe's. We had a podcast interview with him several weeks back, and he mentioned something that's really, really important is that one of the reasons they gather customer data is for this purpose of delivering automated emails that are personalized and tailored to their needs, but it's also so that they're taking out irrelevant information. The great example he gave was, If someone just purchased a refrigerator last week, you don't want to send them an email this week to tell them refrigerators are 25% off. That's annoying. 
that's now causing pain, not alleviating pain. So all of your touch points, whether they're from a salesperson on your website, social media, or in this case, email, it's about building trust. And we don't want to treat emails as separate from that trust-building touch point. This is one of the reasons that marketing automation is so crucial is because it gives you that ability to build trust and offer valuable information, not just generic e-blasts of the past. All right, let's talk about the tools you need to actually use marketing automation. And I think it's important to note that you know, we like to think that we're platform agnostic when it comes to actual marketing automation platforms. There are some that we think are better than others. But at the end of the day, it's just a tool. It's like if you play golf. I mean, a five iron is a five iron. You might like one particular five iron more than another one. But at the end of the day, it's about how you use that club or that iron to get the ball in the hole, right? And so when we talk about tools here, a lot of people like to focus on the, on the specific tools. I always like to say like it's less about the tool and it's more about how you use it, right? So we're going to give some practical examples here, but there's a number of things that you absolutely need to get automation to work. The first thing is, and this is a no-brainer, it's you need a website. Every <laughs> manufacturer out there has a website, but you need a website. And the key components of that website is content and the forms within the site that are going to capture visitors' information. These are the two critical points and two critical things that you need. Because what happens here is the content on your site is what your audience is looking for and the forms on your site is what plug into your marketing automation platform. Those two things combined together help you understand intent of your audience and what they're looking for and allow you to gather in their information. The next tool you need is an actual marketing automation platform. A great example of this, frankly, there's so many of them out there, but there's HubSpot, Marketo, Pardot, Eloqua, Acton, Infusionsoft, and the list goes on and on and on and on. We get asked all the time, what's your favorite platform? Again, I already said this, but like I, I would focus much more on what are you trying to do, then reverse engineer and figure out if that platform is right for you. Granted, the price point for those platforms varies greatly. But at the end of the day, what Mark Animation does is it ties your website and your CRM together and sends the communication to your audience. Communication meaning emails, right? You know, Zach, I really like the way Marketo defines marketing automation. They say that marketing automation is a system that streamlines, automates, and measures marketing tasks and workflows so that companies like the building material manufacturers we're speaking to can increase operational efficiency and grow revenue faster. I don't know about you, but I certainly want to sign up for that. I want to grow revenue faster. Yes. And be more efficient in the process. Also, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sign me up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of different aspects of automation. We're going to talk about the different features of it. But really what it helps you do is, is prioritize the leads that you're getting from your site and then send them the actual information and actual communication directly to their inbox to get them to take the next action in the buyer journey. And the next tool that you need is an actual CRM. Now, this is not absolutely required to do the work that we're talking about today. And frankly, a lot of platforms like HubSpot have a CRM built into it. But in its ideal state, you have a CRM that is connected to your marketing automation platform and your website that's storing the data and prioritizing leads based on actions for your sales team. That's really the purpose of the CRM is to take the data from automation 
and give that information to your sales team so they can prioritize who in the world they need to talk to based upon previous actions. The goal is at the end of the day is to get more leads in their hands that are qualified. If automation is working in its best state, it's doing that. And Zach already mentioned this, but you know, like the gasoline that's going to keep your sales funnel moving is content. And it's not just any content, but it's a variety of content is going to be key to getting people on your site, keeping them engaged and being able to learn what they're interested in and where they are in the funnel. So you know what kind of information to send them through your automation platform. So potential customers, they're going to need all sorts of different types of content based on where they are in the funnel. We've talked about this a ton throughout the podcast. So based on where people are in the sales funnel, whether they're in an awareness phase, researching, they're comparing or planning or ready to purchase, they need different types of content. So the type of content they're looking at and engaging with on your site is the first indicator you're going to have of where to start them in an automated campaign. So as an example, if you have someone come to your site and they're looking at things like how-to articles, introduction and overview, blog posts that are you know just very high level for your product category, maybe not very specific about what your specific product offering is, and they're not necessarily looking at case studies or comparison articles with how you measure up to your competition. So you know that they're in somewhere between an awareness and a research phase. So that's a great way to start them in a very high-level warm-up campaign it's where you can move them from awareness to comparison planning and ready to purchase by giving them deeper and deeper content around your product offering. Beth, I think you hit a really important point there, which is you can't do marketing automation well without committing to content. Content is the gasoline, right? So you've got to be committed to continuing to always fill out and improve and build upon the content that you have so that you can figure out, number one, what is your audience looking for? And then how can you provide that and fit that into your automation sequences to better serve them in the buyer journey? Yeah. Content is honestly where most people, when you're getting your marketing automation ramped up and launched, content is where things are going to get gummed up because it's just manual work to keep a content engine running, to continually create great content takes a ton of resources. And just frankly, marketing automation will not work without continually putting great content into it because you'll just run out. You'll just plainly run out of things that you're able to email people about. And then that's the end of that. Yeah. And I think that's important to note too, Beth, is that at the end of the day, like a manufacturer wants, if you're listening to this, what you want is you want your audience to say, yes, I want to talk to a salesperson. I want to buy your product. Like that's what you want. What your audience wants is they want you to deliver them value and answer the questions that they have. They want you to make their life easier. And the number one best way to do that is to provide insight that only you can bring to the table. We went to IBS recently and I got put into a manufacturer's follow-up sequence from IBS and their follow-up sequence via automation, like my hat's off to them for using automation, But the entire seven email campaign from their trade show follow-up was, would you like to use our product on your next project? And after the first email, if I didn't respond to that, I would have expected them to change the content of their emails. But instead, they just kept asking the same question over and over and over again. It was like, I'm trying to think of like an analogy here, but it's like me in middle school 
with girls. I just <laughs> could not take a hint and they just kept saying no. And I just was oblivious to that. And I just couldn't, you know, I don't think that's necessarily the best example, but <laughs> you get the point is that there's nothing wrong with asking for the sale, but you need to always follow that up with some level of value offering afterwards. So value offering meaning something like, hey, we noticed you stopped our, by our booth. Here's some great things that we're seeing that are working in the building construction space as it relates to our product. Or here are some trends and insights that we're bringing to the table we thought you might find helpful. Like that is the type of content you need to be providing. And then you can interweave in an ask or a direction to a potential sales opportunity when it applies. If you're not doing that, then you're not doing automation the right way and you're going to see email fatigue and unsubscribes. Right. I think it's worth like exactly what you're saying, Zach, just because your emails are being sent without you manually hitting send every single time doesn't mean you're really doing marketing automation. You might be sending automated emails, but man, that's not good practice. And that's not going to get you the kinds of results that probably convinced you to purchase a marketing automation platform in the first place. Truth. So there are a bunch of different components of marketing automation. We've already gone through a couple of them already. Frankly, there are a million different features. Like if you go to HubSpot's website and you look at the feature set, you're going to think that this thing does everything besides cook your dinner. Like <laughs> it does so like it does so much. And that they're um, working on. Yes, but I think there's a few very important things that we look at and say these are the features that are really really important to the building material space and are things that you should be looking out for. There's six of them that we're going to quickly go through. But the first one being automated programs. We've, we've talked about this, but it's automatically sending emails to your audience based upon their visitor behavior, what they've done on your website and what they've done or clicked on within emails. There's a stat I saw recently that said that triggered email messages average a 70% higher open rate and 152% higher click-through rate than a business-as-usual marketing message. What that means is if you're sending somebody an email based upon something they've done recently or information that they've looked for and the content of your email applies to their problem, they're much more likely to respond. I mean, like that kind of goes without saying, like that's kind of a, an obvious statement, but the data out there supports that. The more tailored and specific you can get with your messaging, the greater the response of that automated program. So another great feature of marketing automation is list segmenting. So this means categorizing your contact list by groups based on a number of different factors. Obviously, you know you can segment your list by who that audience is, contractors, architects, builders, but this is going to let you segment your list based on behaviors such as forms they've filled out. So if somebody's filled out a sample request form or a get a quote form, they would go in a one list. If somebody has engaged with content around a specific vertical that you service, they would go into your higher education vertical or your healthcare vertical list. I mean, there's basically an endless amount of ways that you can segment your list. And ultimately what this is going to let you do is deliver extremely tailored information, but also know who is highly engaged, who is really looking into your product and who's brand new on your site, maybe looked at only one vertical or looked at only one page on your website, they would go into a very different list than somebody who has been to your site 50 times, filled out six forms, and you know spent a ton of time on there. Beth, I think this is the number one reason why manufacturers need marketing animation is because most manufacturers don't just market to one audience. 
Right. Like they market to a contractor and then they market to a GC and then they market to an architect and then they market to the, the end user and then they market to a facility manager. Like there's so many different people and each person, each audience type likes to be communicated to differently. Like I think about my father-in-law, like my father-in-law is a GC and the way that he wants to be communicated to is very different than an architect. And in order to do that, you can't treat them both the same way. You've got to segment your list. And we also know that the way that they're engaging, the way your audience interacts on your site is different based on which channel they fall into. And it's not always easy to put them in the right list based on just their email. So this is another great way to get additional information without just having to ask them, hey, are you an architect or a GC? Truth. Truth. The next two features, and we already mentioned this a little bit already, but it's website integration and CRM integration. It's really critical that you choose a platform that will integrate with both. It's sometimes, and I know that there's probably some people listening that you know need grief counseling for integrating different platforms together. Oh, true. This is oh, a gosh. lot of work if it's if it's not native, right? Like it's just it is work. Like we all want to talk about how easy this stuff is, but you can't deny like getting these things to actually communicate and provide the right information. It just takes time. Like it takes effort. The next thing, and Beth already mentioned this a little bit, but is lead scoring. Lead scoring is literally just applying a point system to your individual contact based upon their previous actions. So if I fill out a contact form or I fill out a request to quote, the amount of points or the score that I have is different than let's say Beth who just looks at a blog article. Each action that somebody takes on your website should have a point scale system and certain very bottom funnel actions should have a higher score. And those scores tally up and then it notifies your sales team to say, hey, here are the most qualified people that have visited the site yesterday or this week. You need to reach out to them and here's their information. Here's everything they've done. This is great because it's filling your sales team's pipeline more effectively, but it's also allowing them to have much warmer conversations, much more informed conversations because they can see that, hey, Johnny the architect looked at these three products and he downloaded this case study and also requested a sample. Knowing that information going into a call or going into a meeting is so powerful, but you've got to make sure that the lead scoring is set up and the information is being stored correctly. Otherwise, you're missing out on that opportunity. And the final feature that we think is really important is progressive profiling. And this is really critical on multiple levels because essentially what progressive profiling is, is that let's say I'm on your site and I give you my email address to download a case study. Well, the next time I come back to the site and I, let's say I want a sample request or I want another case study, you don't ask me for my email address. Again, you already have it. You ask me for maybe my company name or maybe you ask me for my phone number or my title within the company I work at. This is really critical because really for two reasons. Number one, you want to fill out all of the contact information you can for that contact. But what we know, and this is something we preach, is you want to ask for as little amount of information from the lead as possible. It's a value play. You want to give more than what you're asking for. And so if you're asking for everything short of their social security number at the onset of downloading something, your conversion rate or the rate at which somebody's going to download and give you their information is much, much less than if you just ask for one or two pieces of information, right? Progressive profiling is great for manufacturers because let's just be honest, the long, unnecessary, what's your blood type forms are chronic. They're chronic. Yesterday in a newsletter- And they're, and they're hurting you. 
I, they hurt me on a physical level. I got a newsletter yesterday that was an interview from an architect talking about how spec is changing with the growth and adoption of design build. And I was like, yes, I want to watch this video. I clicked on the video. No one told me I was going to have to fill out a form. There were, I'm not exaggerating, at least eight things, including my phone number, first and last name, email, company, number of employees at my company, my physical address, and my job title in order for me to watch a video. It has offended me to my core. Tell me how you really feel, Beth. I'm so upset. I still haven't decided if I'm going to do it because I really, really want to watch the video. But out of sheer principle, I did not fill that form out. You should go fill out a contact form telling them that you're not going to fill out the form because of how much they're asking. All right. So we talked about the different benefits and the different features of marketing automation. In order to get started, you really need to decide on a few things. The first being, obviously, what platform are you going to use? And then who are the different players that are actually going to help you execute? Oftentimes, people work with agencies like us to actually roll this out. Some organizations are able to do this internally, but there's a few key roles that you're going to need. Beth mentioned content. And I think that that's one of the very key critical ones is understanding who's going to do content, understanding who's actually going to oversee the platform, understanding who's going to oversee the strategy of campaigns. And then oftentimes there's an element of need when it comes to the technical side of getting everything integrated. Those are the four key critical roles needed to get automation off the ground. Decide on the platform you're going to use, decide on who's going to integrate, think about the overall strategy of the campaigns you need, and then think about the content that needs to be created and who's going to do that. Zach, what you're saying is it's just worth mentioning here. Like, don't get all the heart eyes about the incredible potential without really understanding the the time commitment that there is. Like, the word automation is a little bit of a misnomer because it is automated eventually, but there's a lot of front loading and then really a lot of like high touch that needs to continue to make sure your campaigns are performing well and that. What do you need to do to optimize, to increase open click-through rate, or what content needs to be continually created? So it's just worth mentioning here that especially if you do some type of demo with a marketing automation platform, everything they say is true. Like They're not telling you anything that's not factual, but they're probably going to leave out how much effort is required in order to, one, get it off the ground. So we've already mentioned, and if you've ever done it, you know the headache that can be integrating things with your CRM or your website. And then the continual efforts behind it of campaign creation, launch, optimization, content creation, that's a lot of work to go into it. And we just want to make sure that we're making it clear because we don't want you to get disappointed when something doesn't magically happen because you purchased this potentially very expensive platform. Yeah, it's like, and I keep coming back to like playing golf or something like that, or let's say you fish. It's like going to the store, going to Amazon or somewhere and buying a fishing rod and like sitting in your living room and wondering why fish aren't like just magically showing up because you bought a fishing rod. That's the thinking here. Like as marketers, we're being asked to deliver more results with less time and less resources. And marketing automation is a great solution to solve that problem. But understanding all the different facets and making sure that you've got a sound plan and you can go and execute is critical. So you're probably asking yourself, well, what are some campaigns that are actually going to work to help me accelerate my sales funnel, get more leads in front of my sales team, and really personalize the message? And frankly, those are some really good questions. And that's exactly why we have this webinar coming up on March 27th, 
We're going to be sharing some specific campaigns that we've seen work. We're going to share common pitfalls and problems that people run into. But if you've been listening and you're thinking, okay, I definitely need to do this, the next step is to, number one, sign up for that webinar because it's going to be some great insight. But also begin to think about what are the common areas that people interact with you on your site and then begin to plan out what would be the right next step, right next piece of communication that you could bring them. And then that will help inform you in the type of automation that you need to get in place or the type of messaging that you need to roll out if you already have marketing automation. And if you don't, it's great fuel to understand what different tools will actually work to deliver that communication. That's really key is people tend to go into it and say, let me go pick the tool first and then figure out the communication. You need to start with the type of communication you need to deliver and then go pick the tool. So that's our show for today. I hope that was a great intro to you. If you've got more questions about marketing automation, feel free to always be able to shoot us an email, podcast at venvio.com. Again, Zach mentioned we have a webinar that's going to go much deeper and give some specific campaign examples and just talk about common problems, how to get started, and great results that you can see for marketing automation. Go to venvio.com slash webinar now to sign up for that webinar. If you want more great content like this, we hope that you'll subscribe on Apple iTunes or you can subscribe on our website, venvio.com slash podcast. Thanks again, everyone. Have a great day. See you next time. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikola. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.